0: Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin.
1: Here we are again on another Monday night at the Man Up Monday podcast. I'm your up. Host Jody Burkeen. I got my co host over here, Ben Neely. How you doing, brother? Good, you good man. I want to give some shout outs to uh the guys who did our intro. Um deciphered down and let me use one of their riffs from one of their songs called Fight Like This, man. I love that song. It's uh <laughs> it's like an ESPN song. You know, when they have the football songs uh on there. So uh thanks to those guys uh for allowing me to use that. But man, it's good to be here. Uh January seventeenth. Third podcast that we've uh, started here, and man, things are going good. Uh, we're getting a lot of traction and uh, watching it trend and uh, actually get up on the charts, which, uh, which is exciting. I'm, I'm really excited. So uh, we're blessed that you can be here. Uh, blessed that you can follow us here on uh, the Man Up God's Way podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Podomatic, uh, Google, uh, Amazon. Uh, anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us there and just search man up god 's way and uh, we 'll be there so how you doing ben i'm doing good man
2: i 'm hey. excited uh st- was excited today when you started to show me the guest list we 're putting together yeah today. so we 'll talk about that later but uh starting to, starting to i feel like this is the first episode we've we've kind of introduced the ministry and Mm -hmm. talked about what we do and what we're looking to do and what God's done in your ministry and this, that and the other. And it seems like this will be the first week where it seems like we're putting together a show the way that we want it. Exactly. With an outline. And we know exactly the, the topics we want to hit on and, this that and the other so it's starting to come to fruition it's
1: turning out good man it's really good so we got rusty and Fragosa in the background along with my son gabe how are you guys doing doing good rusty you hanging in there
0: i'm hanging in
3: here good chilling like a villain Chilling.
1: gabe gave me thumbs up he's doing good so glad you guys are here again man we couldn't do it without you um you ought to see all the stuff that they're doing back there man they've got it Squared away. So. And uh, <coughs> hey,
2: Gabe, I just want to let you know that I appreciate you coming tonight and classing up the joint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, bringing a little class into this room. He brings the class, right? I, <laughs> I was I was carrying it all on my shoulders, yeah. but now I got help. Thanks, look at, buddy. Look at his shoes. God you bless gotta, you.
1: <laughs> you got to put sunglasses on for those white shoes. I love gotta, Gabe. He's got he got a man. He got his new Adidas, man. Yeah. He, like he literally won't even. He like walks really high so he doesn't scoot him or you know. <laughs> scuff him up or anything. You have to get him
2: some of those magic erasers.
1: Yeah, exactly. So well, glad you guys are here uh, again uh, Monday night. Uh, it's Man Up Monday uh, for our podcast and got a great show for you today. Um, man, I each Monday I just get really excited, you know, after um, I work on my sermon all week long and get prepared and preach on Sunday, then I start focusing on what's going on on Monday. Okay, how do we get focused on Monday and get ready to go and um, can't wait to get to the next episode. And, um, you know, man up God's way was birthed, uh, out of a desire just to see men do ministry, to actually do the things that God has called us to do. And, you know, let, that they have a great relationship with Jesus and, um, godly marriages and, and fathers that are just leading their kids in the Lord. And, uh, that's, that's all th- what this podcast is all about, man. You
2: know, I was thinking about this the other day and, uh, you know, you from the outside looking in, you can think that, you know, man up God's way is like a, a awesome calling and you're helping men and this, that, and the other, and it is. But, it, you know, if you break it down to its cellular level, bro, mine and your calling is to teach men to not be who we were. Right, exactly. That is not yeah. a glorious <laughs> <Isn't> calling. <it? laughs> like, right. my calling right. is to teach young men to not be who I was right. and still am some days. Right. You know, that's true. So that's I was good. just thinking about that. I just yeah. thought that was kind of cool that, you know, really, yeah. it seems glory. Uh, it seems like it's all glory, but it's not. You're, it's having, because to
1: get, you're having to get under the, the skin and, and really to the heart of who you used to be and why were you like that? And how do you help other men not be like that? So you got to be open. You got to be um, honest about where you are, uh, even even the struggles that you're going through today, uh, although they're different than, you know, a season ago you still have struggles and men have to have to have that honesty uh, in their lives to, to follow you. And I think that's why, you know, the ministry has done so well is that we do uh, and we are open and honest with other men. So I want to encourage you guys to, to share this podcast. Uh, we're, we're doing everything that we possibly can to, to reach the world. Um, for the, the, the gospel and for the kingdom of God. So take an opportunity just to share the podcast, um, share it with everybody on your social media. We would really appreciate that. One of the ways that you can help support our ministry as well is go to the Man Up Merch page, which is manupmerch.com, and that should be in the comments there. Just I, added it. Just <laughs> added it. Sweet. Thanks, for <laughs> I was on it. Um, last week I talked about my coffee. The week before that I talked about my coffee mug. This week, check this bad boy out. Like I've been waiting to get this so I can use this for work Um, uh, and and have it here at the church. Look at this Man Up God's Way. It's a thermos. I think it's a – what is this? Thing called the tumbler, tumbler thermos. Tumbler, yeah, thermos a, okay, kind of oh, oh, it's even got a straw. I didn't
0: know it had a that's straw, more like, like so a this industrial a water, water bottle. Yeah, this is a water bottle right here. This that's is good for f- working out, like yeah. Ben. Not all of our stuff we're doing, yeah. That, that's that's how much you need to be drinking, like four or five of those. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that no mm. right there knocks somebody's head off. But that's <laughs> that's a big old thing.
1: So, check that out on the Man Up God's Way merch page, if you will. Guys, and you'll uh, have to forgive me. I would
2: get a little bit more excited, but all this stuff is mine. Jody just doesn't know
1: it yet. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's yeah, just going to be just gone. Yeah, show he, he's, sh- he's gone with it. So
2: I don't know, Pastor. Did you talk to Gabe? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, luck- luckily Gabe doesn't steal my stuff uh, right. very often. So uh, we have... Uh, similar taste, but uh, you know, luckily it's different taste. Yeah. He's you ought to see his room; like he literally is just everything's organized. Um, then you go to my daughter's room; it's completely trashed. And uh, he's he's a he's a good kid. He keeps everything. He's a good man. He's not a kid anymore, so he's a man. So well, just real quick,
2: because we don't want to beat a dead horse, but I just because he's here, and I'll say it. I've I mean, I've known you guys now for about um, a little about five and a half, almost six years. And I have watched Gabe grow Mm -hmm. exponentially into a good young man. He used to be. It seemed like he was quiet. He was reserved. He, and he still is that to right. a degree. But now, if you walk up to Gabe and you fist bump him, he's making jokes at you. You know, he's making fun of you, and it just has totally opened up than yeah. a lot more than when I first met him.
1: Yeah, we love you, Gabe. He's he's pretty cool. So, man, I'm really excited about the future uh, podcast that we've got coming up. We're starting to book uh, guest uh, speakers, guest uh, guest on the podcast, and um, just starting out next week we have Paul Gadder who is a really good buddy of mine. He's a pastor down in Tampa, Florida. Um, and he is uh, considered to be in the top 30 of entrepreneurs in uh, in the United States when it comes to social media and social media marketing. So he's going to come on to our podcast. We're going to get to hear his story. I've heard him preach. I think you've heard him preach yeah. as well at the, yeah. one of the conferences that we had. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. He's a great guy, good friend of mine, and um, he's going to be fun to have. Also, we've got Fragosa coming January thirty first. Um, although he's been the the back of our production uh, the last couple of podcasts, he's going to be in the front next week, and we're going to he hear be his on story. All right, be on the thirty first, not next yeah. week. But I was uh, like, that's two weeks from yeah, now. <laughs> exactly two weeks from now. And uh, so he'll actually be in camera. We're going to hear his story of how he, you know, came from L A to um, middle of the. Middle of Missouri.
0: I gotta ask for girls, what do you think of all the snow?
3: <laughs> Dude, you guys don't get snow, so I'm from uh, Northern California. Oh, you're from oh, okay. Northern <laughs> <Yeah>. California. This <laughs> this is, that's this true. This is a good this is a good little story. up here. there by Yosemite. Yeah, instead, that's boys. true. I didn't so think about that. They told me that it was gonna snow, right? My first day of work. So I'm like, Oh, they're gonna it's gonna snow here, you're gonna you know, we might not be able to make it in. So I wake up, there's about, I don't know, six inches on the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Okay, cool. I was living in Farmington, Missouri, which is about an hour and a half outside of St. Louis and working in St. Louis. So I'm thinking an inch and a half or uh, six inches. I'm like, all right, I'm driving to work. So I drive. I leave super early. I get to work pretty early because the roads were fairly clear, in my opinion. And I get a text message from my supervisor about 30 minutes before work's supposed to start. It says, so I guess you guys figured out that we can't really get to work today. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I sent him a and selfie from the front door. Uh, <laughs> I just drove two and a half hours in uh, a little bit of snow. Who can't make it to work? Aren't, don't you all live here? That's great. In Tahoe, we got six feet. Yeah. So
1: that is great. Yeah. Well, then um, on the February 21st, I have uh, another bu- buddy of mine, a pastor out of uh, North Carolina. He is going to join us. Uh, his name's Jason Smith. He runs a mega church or leads a mega church, not runs. I'm, I don't know whether you run it or lead it or what, but uh, out of North Carolina, about uh, f- six or seven years ago, I did a conference there, a man-up conference, and, man, it was just awesome. And watching, you know, over the last few years, watching their church grow and just going to hear a, a great story from him and a couple of stories, I would assume. So um, Jay, that, that will be on the 21st. And then... Um, On the, I'm sorry, that's on the 28th. On February 21st, we got Jason Noble. Uh, He's a pastor out of uh, Oregon, and he is also the pastor from the Breakthrough movie, and he's going to share a little bit with us and really excited about him. So we've got some really good stuff happening. He's not the actor from the movie. He's the actual pastor that the actor played. Yes, exactly. We met
2: him at the premiere of American Underdog.
1: American Underdog, yeah. Exactly, so uh, man up has gotten into movies, um, you know promoting them on our Facebook page because we have eight hundred and seventy thousand followers. It gives us an opportunity to do some marketing for these folks and man I just built some really great relationships and uh, just good, godly people that I love talking with and hearing their stories and Jason started a church, Jason noble that is started a church in Oregon in the middle of the pandemic, and his church is blowing up, and uh, he's matter of fact, he was leaving for. This morning, going to LA to work on the new Ronald Reagan movie that's coming out. So awesome. he's uh, doing some stuff for there. So we'll get to hear quite a bit about that. So, and that's what's happening on our podcast, dude. It's uh, it's crazy how things are just starting to fall into place, and uh, we're getting quite a few guests to to come on here.
2: Yeah, just so you guys know at home, I mean the 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 we're we're hoping to get to the point where there's a guest every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there may be weeks where there's not, but the the goal is not for this just to be you and i talking and making fun right.
1: of each other and these two guys over here so. i almost had my wife on it tonight <clears throat> man it was so close i was hoping she'd be here and uh she's just like man i need more time to think about yeah, it and yeah, plan yeah, yeah. i was like well that's what makes a podcast so fun that's is right. that you know you just kind of ad lib and kind of go at it but that's not her style so uh we're gonna have her on soon uh, talk a little bit about how great of a husband I am, and uh you know how awesome our marriage <laughs> can, is. Can we laugh <laughs> at that. No, yeah. just, yeah. uh,
2: just for all you people out there, I, I know Nan, and that's not what she's going to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: she's not going to come on here and bash him and this, that, and the other because he is a good husband. But she's definitely she, not going to come on here. Yeah,
1: no, exactly. No, she won't. She'll. Uh, she'll. She'll be good to me, I hope, but uh, excited about that, trying to get her. So y'all pray for her and make sure she does that. So, you know, one of the things, um, today is Martin Luther King Day. And, um, you know, this morning I was really just, you know, praying and thinking about, you know, the podcast and just thinking about our our world where it is right now and just the, the lack of unity that we have across, you know, the United States and over the past few years, uh, I've taken more notice in Martin Luther King Day than I did when I was younger. Um, all really, especially in the last ten years, um, I have uh, a couple of uh, twins that are black, and a boy-girl twin that are that are black, and then I've got a soon-to-be son-in-law that is black as well. And so, when I think about you know Martin Luther King Day, um, I actually listened to the speech today that he had and. I've got a couple of audio clips here that I want to listen to, but you know, when I really sit and think about what he really did, the the life that he lived, uh, he was a preacher. You know, um, most most people know that he was a preacher, and most of his speeches, man, they sound like, like uh, like sermons. As a matter of fact, the one uh, the famous one on the uh, Lincoln Memorial steps that we're going to listen to a clip here in just a minute, you can actually hear people in the background, Amen, and uh, sounds like a little church service, but. I've had I've had to think about, you know, especially with my children, uh, my younger children. So I have uh, I have Gabe who's 19, um he'll be 20 this year. I've got my daughter who'll be 21 at the end of the month. So I have what are called Birkin 1.0 and Birkin 2.0. <laughs> so I've got uh the the older kids and then I've got the younger kids, the twins that are 10 years old. And we've um we we've had those guys, we adopted them um 9 years ago. And so Uh, As they're young, you really don't have to worry about the color of their skin. They're babies, they're sweet, they're toddlers. And then all of a sudden there was a certain point where um, you could tell that the color of their skin, it didn't matter to us, but it mattered to other people. Um, Many times my wife would take the twins out shopping and, uh, she would get some dirty looks, or if I took them out shopping, I would actually have people say, you know, stop and say, oh, how cute, and you could just see that there was this real weird dichotomy that would happen uh, because of them, and so over time, especially with the crazy stuff that's going on in the last, you know, nine years with police and the riots and, um, you know, little things, I've had to r- kind of rethink how I train and teach, um, those children, my younger children, compared to my older children, right? You know right. what I'm right. saying? Like I really had to think about how uh, we train that. We started watching this show called This Is Us, and I don't know if you've ever watched the series. It's a great yes. series. If you do, I love it. They kind of have uh, a scenario much like uh, my wife and I do with you know younger kids that are um, uh, African American, and so you have to think about how you train them. And you know, for the first time, like you know, Gabe, I, I raised and. I didn't have to teach him how to make sure that he didn't ask the wrong questions if he were pulled over or you know make sure that he stopped with both hands on the wheel you know mm-hmm. those are normal things that we should do but I have to you know I'm teaching a 10-year-old son a little bit more about what that looks like as as a black kid yes. and soon to be a you know black young man and we're raising him to be godly and Um, Same thing with my daughter, you know, just how to make sure that they don't allow the world, number one, to to peg them, uh, to 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 stifle them and uh, to make sure that they are leading with God in mind. My point in saying all that is that it makes me look at Martin Luther King Day a little bit different. Not that I didn't look at it before, but I didn't really understand the the, um, the struggles or the issues that were behind it. You know, I grew up with, uh, uh, in Kentucky and, uh, one of my best friends was a black, black kid. And we, you know, to this day, we're still good friends. And I, n- I never understood or never really saw that until I had my own black children. Sure. And, uh, even now, you know, with my, uh, soon to be son-in-law, the, my, my daughter and my son-in-law will be married in May, you know, just talking to him about his struggles and even having to deal with their struggles as a mixed mixed couple, um, so it made me think about Martin Luther King a little bit different and I want to play this clip for you because um I think it's important to understand who Martin Luther King is number one and and really what you know the founding fathers of our nation um had in mind. but we had this one moment in time, uh, especially in the United States, where we really screwed it up through slavery, and yeah. um here we are even in the 60s with Martin Luther King, still fighting something that Abraham Lincoln was supposed to have gotten rid of through the Emancipation Proclamation. So let me play this clip and just listen to it.
3: Even though we
1: face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream. And one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be, be able to sit down
2: together
0: at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream.
1: It's and, great, and, and you know that as the I have a dream speech, okay? And he he's in the, at the Lincoln Memorial, he's at the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, and um. You know, hundreds of thousands of people there listening to this speech that he had. And we know the story of Martin Luther King later on, uh, a couple of years later, he was assassinated uh, in Memphis while he was sitting at his hotel. But what I what I really love about, you know, his story is that and as a Christian and as a pastor, I realize that all men are equal. Yes. You know, when I when I look at somebody, I don't I don't look at them any different um I hope I don't look at them any different than I would um, any other time because I am a a Christian. I do believe that everybody uh, has the opportunity to be a child of God and that they can love Jesus. And so um, and that we all should have freedoms that are in the United States that are equal uh, when it comes to especially when it comes to race. And so. Um, it just made me think today that you know this is a, a really important day for the African American community. It's really important for me to look in, in at the you know in the eyes of my my son and daughter and my son in law and and let them know that I understand you know that and and try to teach them some struggles that they may go through. And I I pray you know in ten fifteen years that those struggles are no longer there. Um. But it doesn't take real long to look back in history and know that struggles have always been here and that nobody's going to skate skate through this life without having struggles so um I, d- I just thought it was important for you know us to honor that day martin luther king yeah. day like and just uh really just understand that it was a um it was a march for freedom it was a a, a a movement for freedom. Well, he was doing it the right way. Yeah, exactly.
2: He he was doing it the right way. One of his greatest characteristics was his ability to, um, in a humble, what, I don't know whether that you want to call it professional, but I'll call it in a professional way. Speak the truth in the right. eye and in, in the faces of authority. Right. And he did it eloquently. There was no Uh, no violence that I know of. I I don't know the whole story. So I'm not sitting here. I want to make, I'm not a Martin Luther King expert. Right. Um, But he did it. He did it the right way. And he was trying to do it from love. And it's, it's funny. I was just talking to you earlier and I was talking to Anthony earlier today about that scene in acts where Paul's he's not on trial. Right. I guess he is, but he's talking to the people in the court and he's using their words against them. Yeah. And their beliefs and what they've always believed. He uses it against them. It's very it's very cool what he does there. And the only reason I know that is because I listened to a really good sermon on it that broke it down. My point is this. He used a lot of those same tactics. Right. He spoke the truth. He would remind them what the Constitution said. Mm -hmm. And then he then they would have to come back and tell him why they weren't doing what the constitution said to do.
1: Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's, and that, that's
2: why I admired him.
1: Yeah, that's good. I mean, I was reading, reading about him I and mean, he was very educated. He had a, a doctorate um, yes. and uh, very eloquent uh, Southern Baptist pastor in Georgia. And um, you know, what breaks my heart about, you know, the way that the Bible is used, he used it, like you said, in a very good way. You know, um, he, he added, Scripture he added the Constitution, he added the freedoms and he you know and a, and a love, and he told people that we're going to do this you know without the violence that comes alongside of that. What breaks my heart is is that you know you look back a few hundred years ago when we had slavery, and the the all of the stuff that happened was that the same people that had the slaves and that were all about slavery and all of this used the Bible. Uh, to justify their, their slavery. Yes. You know, and that's what breaks my heart is when yep. you take Scripture and you uh, distort it to, to mean something that it doesn't mean and to hold it over other people instead of it being you know, the, the love of God that he shared with us that we should be sharing with everybody else.
2: Guys, teaching moment here, and I learned this from Jody and I learned this from one of our other elders, Anthony, that knows a lot more about the Bible and and the context of it than I do. At any point when you have an opinion and you start to go to the Bible to find scripture to make your opinion, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. I used to do it. So I'm Mm -hmm. talking to you, and and Anthony corrected me. Always go to scripture Mm -hmm. and let the scripture make the point for you. Right. Never try to make your point with scripture.
1: Right. It's the opposite. What's that?
2: I said that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Why so, are you yeah. here,
3: Je- I mean, We don't even need you. That was great. Let me ask you a just question. Just is, it, is it, is
2: it, is it g- I know that was good, but is it even better that I didn't pass it off as my own wisdom? <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Boom, was really that's I, ain't no, I ain't no yeah. Google theologian. Yeah. I got Anthony for that.
1: That's what I always tell people, like this gray-haired, you, you either learn wisdom one or two ways. You either learn it because of the that's mistakes right. you make or you learn it from somebody else. The easier way is to learn it from somebody else. Uh, The problem is, is we want to learn it on our own and it becomes a lot harder. That's, that's bad wisdom. right? And you got
2: it. You got to remain teachable. I went to Anthony's house Mm -hmm. one night for him to help me a few months ago with that talk that I was going to do at the men's breakfast about, um, about the sheep and the goats. And I wanted to make sure that the context in which I was going to use the talk was correct. I went up there and when we started to put it together, Anthony said, you're doing it all wrong. Right. You're trying to make the point that you believe in by finding scripture to enforce it. What I want you to do is I want you to find the scripture, which ended up being Ephesians 3 or 4. Mm-hmm. And then it made all the points for me. Right, exactly. And it's mm-hmm. it's been easy breezy ever since. That's
1: good. That's good. Well, you know, like I, like I said, this day was just one of those, um, you know, just th- thinking moments where I was thinking, okay, how do I – I've got 10-year-old kids – Um, you know, how do I train them from here to make sure that they understand that they are a child of God, that their mom and dad love them, that, and they know that I don't doubt that one bit. And, uh, you know, how do I embrace my son-in-law to make him feel comfortable? And, um, you know, just in a way, you know, I, even today I asked my son-in-law before we had this podcast, I was like, do I, you know, do I say black people or do I say African Americans? And he was like black, uh, he's like, um, Saying that you have a black son-in-law is okay, but you don't say black people. Uh, saying that you have a black son and a black daughter uh, is okay, but you don't say black people. And then he was kind of giving me the, the the right ways that aren't offensive, you know. And uh, I knew, it's I know, I know these, but I just I just yeah, wanted you know, to make. I didn't <coughs> no. it's know. It's really
0: good stuff, and like. You know, you were talking about just all the different people, you know, my son and my daughter, you know, they were younger, but we lived in Africa. And so, you know, you're you're over there and you're actually the minority over there. And so it makes a world of difference. And, you know, to them, they grew up and they played with those kids. They that was their playmates. That was their buddies that they hang out, hung out in the dirt and, and, you know, and everything. But, you know, that's something that, you know, my son and daughter have actually taken with them is, is they don't see that you know and when they look at other people you know it's, it's you know hey that's joe or that's you know that that's a you know rodney or whoever it may be right. you know and it it doesn't make a difference to them and i just I'll, i've always thought that that's really important yeah so. i hate that we
1: have racist thoughts i hate that we have racist ideas i hate that we have you know this dichotomy going on in, especially in the united states right now that we keep we keep fighting the same battle like you know young kids are not they're not racist. Yep. They're taught to be racist. You know, they don't That's they good. don't come out of the womb going, you know, I don't like that person because of their color. Like we teach them that. And uh I think it's extremely important that, you know, when I gave my life to the Lord in 2003, my my vision Became biblical instead of worldly, right? Does that make sense? Don't like, know. like it's all of a sudden, sense. these scales fell off my eyes, and I don't mean that in a literal sense, but it just felt like my, the proverbial scales came off my eyes, and I saw people as children of God, even if they weren't in the the house of God yet. They were a child of God, and no matter their color, no matter their, whether they were addicts or um, homeless or rich or poor or um. Whatever. Uh, I, a, I didn't a better look way at to it. say it might be they're all God's creation. There you go. Right. That's good. They yeah. were all created that's by really God. Good.
2: Yeah. And and I knew what you meant, but
1: that's really good. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I struggle with uh, the world today is that we've got to we've got to label everything instead like we're the human race. Like why. Why can't we just be the human race? We love each other. Like if we actually love God, especially in the church. And um, I think the church can do a better job is if we love God, learn to have a relationship with God. We understand God's will in our lives and we go out and do what God has called us to do, which is love others. You know, we love them by sharing the gospel. We love them by serving them. We love them by giving to them. We love them by caring for them. Uh, we take care of the widows and the orphans uh, no matter their race color creed. Like yeah. that's what that's what the world should be doing and um it breaks my heart that most of the world unfortunately has the vision of a world view instead of a biblical view. So
2: one of the the one other thing I wanted to say about MLK is this. He he talked from a position of he knew what he what they what they should be able to uh, the life they should be able to live because they were free from God. Yeah. However, he did not speak from a um, position of entitlement. Right. You owe
1: mm.
2: this happened so this or that he was entitled. Right. He was always speaking from a position of. This is the country that we created. This is what we're saying. This is what God says.
1: Why isn't it happening? There's even one point in the whole speech where he says we came to cash the check that basically Abraham Lincoln gave them, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation. Now we're wanting to take we're wanting to cash this check. And, um, you know. The, the United States did promise them freedom, and yet we go through this whole season or, you know, decades and decades and decades of, of not doing that. And so in less than, you know, 50 years, uh, right around 50 years, we're still fighting some of that battle. And I just pray, you know, right now that, you know, people will will come to an understanding that we are humankind, that we are to love each other like, you know, like – like God loves us, like Jesus loves us, and uh, pass that on to other people. And that's where, you know, if we could just get rid of the worldly vision and, and stop, you know, creating labels for everybody and just be one. And, again, that's a utopia that will never happen uh, until Jesus comes back. But, man, we can start that process and making sure that people understand who we who we are because of who is in us. Yeah. And it can start with the church. You know, and I I've got a really good buddy of mine. Uh, matter of fact, I'll give him a shout out, Pastor Isaac Little, and uh, he's a he's a <laughs> great he's a great, he's he? A great pastor. Um, he he's an African American. He's my brother from another mother. And uh, a few years ago, we we actually did a uh, a sermon together. So we we came together, and uh, it was during I can't remember what the big riot here was. Was what was it was it, Ferguson? Ferguson, yeah. yeah. But what was the kid's name that happened? Um, I, I can't Michael remember. something. Michael. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah it was Michael, Michael uh, something. OK, I don't remember. his Somebody name. Somebody will probably tell us later. But um, who is the so who is the person we're trying to figure out who Michael, was? the, the Michael kid that Brown was shot, Michael, yeah, Michael, Brown. Brown. Michael, Brown, Michael Brown, that's what it was. Michael Brown was shot here and Ferguson, just erupted. And so he and I came together and um, we have a predominantly white church uh, where I pastor. And so um, I wanted people to hear from their, their perception of a black man especially a black pastor who I trusted and who I loved and who I knew loved the word of God. And he and I just had a dialogue on stage one time. And man, it was one, it was a beautiful conversation that we had about the differences of being black and white. And uh, we were able to talk and man, we love each other. He uh, he's, he's just recovered from a stroke and uh, I pray that he's doing well. I've talked to him a couple of times, but you know, that's what has to happen. We have to have conversations, yeah. you know, because the differences are so vast that, and they're, they're really not that vast. That's the problem: is that they're not. And we need to to bring each other together and love each other in a way that, again, shows Christ. And um, it was just a good conversation. I think more pastors. I would encourage more pastors to reach out into the community, talk to, other, you know, other um, uh, pastors, whether they're black or white or you know, uh, Spanish or Mexican or whatever, uh, make sure that they get out and talk to them. And, you know, just, you know, that way we, we stop having this massive divide between either churches or denominations and we come together in Christ and Christ alone.
2: Well, and that's, that's why these, some of these impoverished neighborhoods, they need hope. Mm-hmm. They need the hope of Christ. Right. If you have no hope, you cannot dream. Right. If you cannot dream, you want to give up. Right. And we've oh seen. oh Ben, yeah. oh Ben, God, God's not into dreaming. What are you talking about? A man's a man will devise what what's the what's the verse? A man
0: I just, But God directs his steps. What's yeah, the mon, I'm, 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 God God directs his steps? Okay. Sure.
2: Yeah. What does a man do? Well, what's the first part of the verse, Rusty? I'm sorry. I can't remember.
0: <laughs> He's <laughs> looking it up. I'm He's looking good. it up. It's uh uh, d- God directs our steps. It's, right. uh, Proverbs. A man's heart plans his course. Okay. But the is Lord, but the Lord decides. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ma- that we, that make our, we make our no, own that's plans. That's what it says. We make our oh, own yeah, that's plans, but the Lord decides where we'll go. Right.
2: I, for the last three years, I've been calling you quarterly asking if we can start a podcast. That was a dream, dream of right. mine and yours. It came to fruition. Right? It exactly. was in my heart. I know I want to do a podcast, whether it's just hook up at home and start talking right. about the Bible. I want, it was a, it was a dream in my heart, right? We can dream. If you have no hope, you cannot dream. Right. We were in Haiti. I'm going to give you a perfect example. Two years ago, three years ago, me and Jody and his family, we go to Haiti where we started, where he started man up Haiti. Uh, we met with all kinds of pastors and some churches and, and we, at the, One of the last days we were in Haiti, we got to go and we got to visit a lady from Haiti that we were sponsoring through uh, the organization. uh, What's the organization called again? Uh, Bethany Children's Services. Bethany Children's Services. And we got to meet her. And it just so happened, by coincidence, we were sponsoring the same woman Mm -hmm. and family. We didn't know that. Right. We picked a family when they came in. Me and you, we were sponsoring the same family. We get there. This lady's living in a six by eight aluminum sided shack with dirt floors, a queen size bed that her and her three children Mm -hmm. slept on every night. And this lady had more hope and more love for Jesus in her eyes and in her heart than I've ever had in my whole life. Mm -hmm. And she had nothing. When we asked her what her when Nan, Jody's wife, asked her, what do you dream about? Or something like, what do you want? Mm. What are you wishing for? Your what are you hope? praying for? Yeah, exactly. What is your hope? That yeah, was the that question. Was question. She was hoping for a bigger bedroom for her and her family. And Nan said something to the effect of, oh, yeah, what kind of house or something? She goes, no. She was talking about building another lit. room on the aluminum shack on the side of a hill. Right. With barbed wire all around that Jody's daughter cut her leg on. Mm-hmm. That's how bad the conditions were. Right. And she had more hope and joy than I could ever even think of. And I left there convicted, very convicted to the degree. Pastor vision, said, don't you cry. Poverty is spiritual.
1: Right.
2: Right. And so while I was regretting being from America, he straightened me up and told me, you go home and you do more with what
1: you have. have, Yeah, exactly.
2: And so they need hope. Yeah. Because if you don't have hope, you don't dream. And if you don't dream, what's what's this life about? Yeah, right that's good anyway and i think
1: that's where martin luther really martin luther king really gave the people hope i mean, white and black like he gave everybody a hope that just was you know instilled in god um you know birthed out of love and he he spread that message and uh, i would hope that some you know if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to um uh, i have a dream speech just YouTube it, Google it, whatever you got to do, yeah. uh, and just listen to it and get to understand. You know, the the further we get away from that, the the less that we we remember it. And thank goodness that we have a a day that we can actually remember. But I would encourage you just like research it. Let, you know, I was reading stuff about martin luther today king that i didn't understand yeah. you know or that i didn't know not that i didn't understand but i did not know. i was like holy cow that was cool well so and i
0: know probably this will come later in the uh, summer but we'll hit the juneteenth which is now a federal holiday right. you know so you know that is that their declaration of when the last slave was actually freed which right. actually happened almost three years after you right. know, the, the, right. it was signed into law. So, you know, and that's something I know a lot of places have started, you know, recognizing that it actually was, I think it's now a federal holiday mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> so I think You're it was right. signed into law last year, actually. That's good, Sam.
3: Well, um, Yeah. One of Trigosa. the things, yeah. One of the things that I, I think, you know, maybe we can touch on and you already did touch on it on, you know, what are the starting points or what's the root issue? Um, I was watching a podcast, uh, JRE with, um, General, uh, I think it's McCanister, McAllister, um, McManus, sorry, McManus, um, McMaster, there we go, nailed it, (laughs) nailed it, yeah, McDonald's, McDonald's, uh, General McDonald's, uh, they were talking about it being really politically driven, like the the problem is, you know, we're constantly divided, and it's not – Unlike the church, we're like that too. You know, um, we were talking before the the podcast started on you know, oh, you know, this pastor's preaching this and that's that's you know tearing us down and you know, okay, I agree. So what do we do? You know, well, we're going to preach this and you know, we're going to build people up like that. And I think in politics and in religion, the enemy, you know, of Mm -hmm. of joy of working together is uh, is division. Yeah, totally. And so maybe you guys touch on that for a little bit. Well, that's
1: that's the enemy's that's Satan's number one job is to divide when he can divide, you know, the home. He's one when he can divide the church. He's one when he can divide the community. He's one when he can divide the nation. He's one. And that's where he spends most of his time making sure that he's divisive in everything that he does, whether it's color, whether it's. Um, gender, whether it's politics, whether it's sport, like he's like, he's literally dividing us to the point where we, we get angry about it. And then when we get angry, we lash out. And then when we lash out and again, the root issue is sin. You know, the, the root issue is sin. However, it's hard for me to get my brothers that don't believe in Jesus my sisters that don't believe in Jesus to understand that it is a sin issue, not get, a moral issue, but a sin issue. Get them
2: to understand this. Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart because out of it, what? Your heart. Come the issues of life. It's a heart issue. It is. It's a heart mm-hmm. issue. And that, that's exactly what it is. Right. Our and, and sin is the root. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Exactly, Sin is the root cause because our hearts mm-hmm. from that day forward were changed. Right. And we're no longer, we don't have, we, we, we need Jesus to have that heart again, exactly. yeah. right? So the issue is sin and my heart.
1: Amen. Amen. That's good. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I was talking to actually a discipleship class that I teach on Friday mornings. Um, we were talking about, you know, the flesh and sin or it's the flesh and the spirit you know where paul in romans is talking you know I mean, he spent so much time on the law and, and grace and flesh and sin or flesh and uh spirit and uh, old covenant old new covenant, coven- new covenant, covenant. covenant. Yeah. and all of that and you know the the, the heart is actually a muscle it's kind of dumb you know it doesn't really do anything other than pump your blood. I gonna rephrase that it does a lot it just pumps blood though Sin doesn't necessarily lie in your heart. It lies in your mind. Like, that's where you've got to deal with. It. You've got to take care of the mind issue. You've got to want to change. You've got to want to allow God to move in your, your heart. You've got to, like, if you have hatred for somebody, you there's a point, certain point in time where you have to go, I'm going to change. And that that's all done in the mind.
2: It's not what goes into a man that defiles a man. It's, <laughs> it's what a, comes out, out. Yes, which exactly. is why we have to. Press into Christ I press because in, yes. I forgot to say this. It's not us that guards our heart. Philippians 4, right. 7. God guards our heart in Christ
1: Jesus. Amen. That's good.
2: How do you get your heart guarded? Just walk
1: next to Jesus. Exactly. Read your
2: Bible. Pray. Repent. Take captive your thoughts. But regardless of what goes in, you are responsible for what comes out of your heart.
1: Exactly. That's good. That's really good. Boys, you got anything else to say on that one?
2: No, no I mean, I, good.
3: I do want to <laughs> go back to, you know, kind of s- how you were talking about things that you've read. Okay, it's Martin Luther King Day. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's been since high school since I've heard that speech in its entirety, um, right, and just sat down and listened to it, and that's not even the entirety, you know, an excerpt. Right, um, right. Some of when I really started digging in and reading, uh, some of my biggest influences politically have been uh, African American authors, and right. it's been you know Booker T. Washington, yeah, uh, his book, his autobiography, uh, Up from Chains. Um, Frederick Douglass's autobiography is probably one of the most interesting things I've ever read. Um, there's a economist named Thomas Sowell, African American. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a big uh, podcast or listener to uh, Larry Elder, who's a podcaster, right? I and there's some you know, there's some really interesting African American people out there who've done some amazing things. Uh, one of the most uh this was I think this was probably about three years ago. Uh I think uh his name is McCoy. Last name is McCoy, Ellis McCoy. He had more patents than anybody else. That's where the phrase come from. Is that the real McCoy? Oh wow! He was an inventor, African American inventor. Yeah, he's in charge. (laughs) I said he's he's in charge of uh, hydraulics. Uh, I think he had (laughs) a big play in hydraulics and a bunch of other inventions. That's cool. Um, But there is, I mean, their history is our history, right? Exactly. um, And so when we're talking about American history, oh, you mean a Black American history? No, no, no. I mean American American history. history, They're a part of our history, and we have this blot uh, on the. You know, uh, on America, Uh, but the same Bible that people use to enslave people from the other side used to free to free. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, you know, it it is interesting to to see how we can use the same words. And this goes back to what you were saying earlier. If you take what you want to be true and then go find scriptures to back it up, you're going to. All right. Next thing you know, we have slavery. Yeah. Right, you'll, yeah, you'll, you you you'll fi- you'll
2: find your argument every time yeah. I've done it. Yeah, you Guys, can
1: justify anything. I'm spe- scripture. <laughs> like yeah.
2: I've only been yeah. I've only been free of that that mistake for six months. six months.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Like just a sentence from Anthony making it that simple, it mm-hmm. changed my whole perspective, That's and great. that talk was amazing. Be- not because of me, because All of right. God first, but because of the way. That I the the way I went about it right. that I didn't know right. and the one the one thing I I, I want to say about uh, the Martin Luther King Day is too is I, I would just ask for uh, a little bit of patience on both sides and what I mean by that is mm-hmm. earlier when you said you talked to Evie's fiance mm-hmm. and he talked to you about when to say black and when to say African American like right. I never knew that right I've had people tell me Ben. Please quit saying African American. Right, and, it, it, and again, it really depends. That, that's my point. Yeah, it really my depends. point yeah. is I'm not trying to offend anybody. Right, I love everybody. Right, so just be a little patient because yeah. I don't. Uh, you're right. I don't. I don't have a whole lot of frame of reference.
1: Right, exactly. Right? I I
2: grew up in High Ridge, Missouri. We had a, uh, a one African American kid that went to my high school that we still all know to this day. Right, um, he probably took a few beatings that he. But we all stuck up for him because we loved him. But there right. were people in my school that didn't. What changed my perspective and opened my eyes was the military.
1: Right, yeah. yeah the military,
2: you're, you're reliant mm-hmm. upon people of all different races, colors, and religions to, to have your back. Yeah. And so it's a, it's, that, that's what opened my eyes to just mm-hmm. the, how many different types of people and beliefs and opinions yeah. there are in this world. And ever since the military... I don't have issues with anybody.
1: You know, intentionally. It's funny. You're talking about the military. I found my dog tags the other day. You're talking about, you know, people are going to uh um you you got people supporting you, you know. Color doesn't matter, color, religion. My I saw my dog tags and most dog tags will have your religion stamped on it. And mine said none on it. <laughs> like I it, I I didn't I didn't want to identify as anything when I was in the army. Isn't that sad? Uh breaks my heart. So Awesome. Well, guys, we want to encourage you. You know, learn more about the Martin Luther King Day. Uh, as followers of Jesus Christ, man, we love, we love humankind. We want, we want the best for everybody, and, um, you know, we want we want you to know Jesus. We want you to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, and uh, uh, we have to love each other. I, I, I'm, I'm excited about the future for my children. You know, my younger kids. I'm excited about my future grandbabies. Um, I'm excited about my future son-in-law. And uh, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I, I w- we weren't planning it. And God has just put together my family in a, uh, a very um, melting pot way, I guess you could say. And uh, he's just showing us and he, he's given us this ability as a as a pastor to lead in that direction as well, yeah. you know, that we love each other, you know, like. I would love to see our church, you know, multicultural. That's, I mean, I, that would just be a beautiful thing, and it's slowly getting there. That's the cool thing. So about
2: it. I asked you a, a, a question one time because I obviously I know you personally, and um, I, I think I'm all right to talk about this. Mm-hmm. You, you told me when when you guys first brought Paul and Addie home, one the one thing that resonated with me is, if I remember correctly, you said that they were eaten. They were looking for crumbs of food on the floor. Right, exactly. That's how hungry they were. Yeah, exactly. Before
1: you fed them, obviously. Yeah, from where they lived. And and I
2: asked you one time, do you think that they will ever really understand? And I'm going to tear up Mm -hmm. here. I'm sorry. I'm on a Mm -hmm. podcast. But if they'll really understand, like, what God did for their lives. Right. You know, I, I didn't mean to get emotional, right? Exactly. No, but I, I, it, it I, just hits me, yeah, because I remember that story and I see their lives mm-hmm. now, and I don't even like they can't even they probably can't remember
1: it, right? Yeah,
2: you exactly. don't want do, do they want to? Re- you know what I'm saying? No. Maybe it's not best for them to remember, but I hope one day I, that I, yeah, get that I God, because I know what it feels mm-hmm. like to have God talk to my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's such a great feeling. I hope one day I pray for them that God shows them what he delivered them from. Yeah. And I, I think and I, w- I would hope that God emotions. would show us all that,
1: you know, like yeah. just how, you know, and I think that's the great thing about a testimony is that you can go back to your testimony and say, this is where God delivered me from. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know that our kids will ever know the 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 desperation of where they were. Uh, I'll never forget Gabe do you remember uh, bringing them home and so this is you know the, the di- dichotomy between um, you know just uh, color uh, we're bringing them home and Paul or uh, Gabe was young I mean he was 10 years old <laughs> uh, at the time and he's like man they're, they're gonna talk funny and I was like what do you mean they're gonna talk funny he's like well they're they're black and they're gonna talk funny and I was like and this was about the time President Obama was uh, president, I was like, well, does President Obama talk funny? He was like, well, no. And then I, I had to, I said, uh, do you know, some of our relatives back home, you know, in Kentucky, I said, they talk funny, don't they? He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, they do talk funny. So he was like, you know, had, said, that had might this be a money w- issue. <laughs> yeah, had, he had this, it was so cute just to see him like, uh, and then he finally, because you know, all he's thinking, like, okay, I don't understand, you know, this whole thing. And then Finally, when you you know, bring them home, it's just kind of like, oh, there's my brother, you know, hey, kind y'all. of deal. So it was really cute. Awesome. But Gabe,
2: <laughs> I don't mean to bring up the elephant in the room, but uh,
3: your dad talks funny. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> he's from Kentucky. Hey, I'm from California. Y'all talk. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> no, talk I'm talk saying, y'all yeah. Talk so y'all. saying y'all. Yeah, exactly. y'all. Say we got him saying y'all. Exactly.
1: That's awesome. Well, uh, um, well, I
3: did want to. I did want to say this, and this is, uh, you know, been. Maybe, you know, God delivers them from that. And, you know, you're saying, man, I pray that God really shows them what he they might not ever fully understand. They'll have different revelations. Mm
2: -hmm. The
3: beauty beauty is that you see what God like. It's already touched you clearly just from, you know, what we just witnessed in the passion that you, you know, you you physically saw that. Right. Yeah. It's already had a huge impact. Yeah, and it might not impact them in the same fashion. They might never grasp just the same that way that we won't ever grasp growing up like that because we were rescued from that too. It was from right. the womb. Yeah. It right. was because our you know, it was because my grandparents decided to immigrate from Guadalajara, come over here, and then I believe my grandfather from Portugal. So I was rescued too, just a couple of generations a ger- before. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the impact of that was seen by other people. So even if they never do Amen. see that, that impact is not lost on what, you know, God has done in their yeah. lives. Well, I agree.
1: I, I love, you know, the, the idea point. of generational curses. Um, you know, family generated, like you can stop those. You can, neg- that, that curse can stop with you. And,. You know, I prayed that for my son. I prayed that for my daughter, my older son and daughter. I prayed that for my younger kids and that, you know, the the generational curses stop with us and um, uh, God does a mighty work. So, all right. So I got something I I really need to talk about. And uh, as a pastor, uh, I have to, I really think about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it. And, you know, the sermons that I preach and the illustrations that I'm going to use and, Um, making sure that, number one, it's biblical, number two, that it makes sense, number three, that I don't get 15 emails the next morning, you know, about how come you said that or preached that. And so I put a lot of thought into what I'm going to say majority of the time, and then I pray the Holy Spirit takes over from there. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? So I don't know if you guys saw in the news. uh, Matter of fact, it's it's pretty widespread news. Um, Michael – that? I
3: was gonna say, and it's poor timing. And this was not the segue. <laughs> you know, we just got done talking about Martin Luther King. Yeah, we're, we're uh, not talking about being African a great preacher. Well, let me a show a, you what a bad uh, preacher. Uh, looks and this like. is an African American <laughs> preacher who's not <laughs> yeah. doing so well. That's well, not the connotation. Well, we're well. actually just talking about you know just pastoring exactly pastoring yeah. in words. And you were kind of leading into this, regardless of yeah, Martin exactly. King
1: I've watched this kid. I'm gonna call him a kid because I'm 52, and most people younger than me, I can call kids. So. <laughs> um this kid his name's michael todd he's a pastor for Transform- transformation church out of tulsa oklahoma and this this church has been blowing and going like i'm talking like so big that they actually bought an arena uh or was given to them or whatever but a basketball arena where they're they're holding church you know for five ten thousand people um just about every sunday and He's big time on social media and um, all kinds of stuff and I, i'm going to play an audio clip of um, and we're going to comment through this thing but this was his sermon yesterday and it's it's a sermon illustration and i i, try, I i'm trying to understand what he says and I kind of get what he's trying to say and the, the point that he's trying to make but um, the, the 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 question that we're going to ask in our comments is do you think a pastor should use these kind of um, illustrations, and we're going to let you see it. So if you haven't heard yet, um, I'm going to comment through this. You're not going to be able to see it on video, but you can look up what Michael Todd said yesterday at church. I just added the YouTube. Link. Did you so add the YouTube? Link? It, okay. Yeah. So um, we're going to play uh, a few minutes of this. We're, we're actually going to play it, comment, play it, comment, and here we go.
3: Changing something, and you don't see it clearly yet, but you
1: Okay, what you just heard there was him hawking a loogie. Like that's <laughs> the, that's the redneck term for sucking snot and yeah. getting ready to spit it and out. I
3: think he's preparing. He he did it twice, so I think he's preparing to hawk a loogie. And then if we play again. Okay. So, well, yeah. So
2: what he's doing is he's talking. He, they're getting ready so you hock it. Right. So once once he, he
1: gets to the end, they'll understand why he's talking he, through it in phases. He's sucking this thing in. I mean, He's pulling snot all the way out from his lungs, I think. Okay. So he just spit it in his hand. And this is where most people would not
2: face Jesus anymore. What most people would do okay. is turn away.
1: All right. Okay. So you just heard that. He just. That like, was the second one. That thing. was a second long. That's what that was. He pulled up. That was a, <laughs> that was to, long. to
3: kind of illustrate this a little bit, there's a gentleman off to his left. Yeah. It would be uh, stage left. Everybody's. Right, on the right-hand side. And he's turned around so he can't yeah. even see what's going on. Yeah, I feel like he's he's in on it, though. Yeah, no, he, a, I, he had
1: to be on it because I, I would hate to have to punch a pastor <laughs> yeah. with what here, he's here, getting ready to just, do. Just real quick, right, now. He, here's
2: the context. He's preaching a sermon on vision, and he's preaching a sermon. Part of the sermon is uh, about... Um, well, what was the word I used? Oh, just he's
1: talking, talking about, about vision. About how so messy a vision right. is. He's so
2: basically, it. he's taken the story of the Bible where Jesus spits on his hand and heals the blind man, rubs it in his eyes, and he's he's making a topical point here. Right. And he actually spits in his hand and smears it in this guy's face. So
1: we ain't got there yet, so thanks I for ruining it, man. That's <laughs> Here it goes. So he's got two, like
3: what what I'm Half telling dollar you,
1: size honkers in his hands right now, what
3: I'm telling you is just as he's physically standing here, knowing what's coming God's saying, can you physically and spiritually and emotionally be able to stand
1: all right, so what he ends up doing is he turns this guy around and he's holding in his hand spit um Nasty snot, everything that he just pulled out of his nose, and he's trying to make the point that visions are messy. Like when God gives you a vision, it's not just like open the door, walk through it, and everything's going to be right. like a dory. So you are going to walk through the door. You are probably going to your finances are going go to go to 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 crap, and the next thing you know, you are you are going in a different direction. You are you are questioning God, and so he's trying to make this point about it being messy. And he literally takes. This spittle, the snot, and wipes it on the side of the guy's face. It's pretty rough. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Like it's not just, it's not just a little spit. Or he accidentally spit in his face while he was talking. Like it's, it's stuff that you could probably. If, <laughs> if it's you, a spitting yeah, contest. That, spit is if what you it watch, is. Like,
3: watch the video. It's, it's dripping and and yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a loogie. It's a lot of loogie. So, spit.
1: so as a pastor, now, I listened to a little bit of the sermon, which I'm not going to get into the theology of the sermon. Right. Um, my heart broke for this kind of sermon illustration. And the reason I say that is because why, why is it all of a sudden that we have to add to the gospel a visual of something so grotesque that it has to make that that that's how you make a point like i don't get why you cannot just use the gospel you cannot use scripture you cannot use even a a story like there's some really good stories that i could think of about visions being messy without i mean think of this rusty imagine if i had you next sunday come up on stage, and I'm going to spit in my hand, and I'm going to wipe it on your face. I'd probably punch you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's my point. Like, really, like, why do? Why is it that we think, why do pastors think that they have to do this? Like, that's, that's what I don't understand.
0: Well, and I was going to, you know, there – and you know trying not sitting here tri- justifying or defending them, but we live in such a visual world mm-hmm. now and i think that's you know it, it, it to answer that question that's one of the biggest you know things that goes in because you think about the sheer amount of visual stuff that comes by here right. s- you know on a day-to-day basis the bombardments from advertisements on your phone to you know you're at work looking through you know you're at work trying to do work actually you know on your web browser on the internet and just all of the bombardments that you right. get—it's all visual connotations that. and stuff—and so much of that, I think, has become uh, what was the word permeated throughout all our right. society and throughout culture that. It's almost like, hey, it's necessary to do that to just to even get through to people now. Like and I, the th-
1: shock and awe that it, do we have to have shock and awe to get people's well, attention? And, and that's, that's the scary.
0: And thing. That's, I guess that's the that's scary part of heart. it. And it's yeah, and again, it breaks your heart to know that that's what's you know happening. Well,
2: you, right. you 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 have to use shock and awe and entertainment if you're not preparing. Right. If you don't have scripture, he just did what we just all agreed that I said earlier we shouldn't do, we all agreed that it was right,
0: mm-hmm. what
2: Anthony told me. Yeah, take, to, scripture take Scripture, yeah. and it makes your point. Right. No, he didn't trust that. Right. What he's trying to do is he's doing a topical discussion, which there are topical sermons that are good. Right. When Francis Chan does the rope mm-hmm. and shows you how long your life is compared to eternity, eternity
1: Yeah. that Great is powerful. Right, exactly. Right. Th- th- that's, like I, I've that's got my vision. So I've got my vision sermon. So, you know, one of the things in the church that we tend to do is like we spend a lot of time from October to December really just praying to God about, man, what was good last year? Um, what could we do better? And what did we completely miss the mark on? And then we pray and we seek. And like for what we do at our church, my elders and I get together on a weekend and we start Praying and planning and seeking God well before we get to the weekend, but it accumulates on that, that weekend. And um, so we'll plan that, pray it out. What are we going to do in 2022? What's going to be different? And this is kind of where he was. So I have my vision sermon coming up on this Sunday, and it's it's not about the show. It's about where God, I believe, is laid on my heart. Um, maybe the word that he has given me, maybe the scripture that he showed me that I can present to the church to get them excited. Like last year was uh, outreach and discipleship. We focused very heavily on outreach and discipleship. Uh, We focused very heavily on unity was another word that God gave us. And so those will go into 2022 along with the new vision. But I can't imagine this coming Sunday sending a text to my elders or a phone call and saying, hey, I got this great sermon illustration and i'm going to spit in my hands and i'm going to wipe it on one of the guy's face while we, we're there we were talking earlier
2: and <laughs> he, at, i did the announcement okay. i i did the announcements at church sunday and when you do the announcements at our church you give a quick testimony and i gave one and i got to a point in the testimony where it was going glowingly when you watch it and then we get to the point and i'm what i'm talking about in my testimony is John chapter Mm -hmm. 10. And I'm talking about the amazement of, of the, of verse 17 and 18, when Jesus says that he died for our sins of his own accord, that he laid his life down, that he had the power to pick it up. And at some point I say this, and I quote, Jesus was not murdered. Jesus was not forced unwillingly to die for our Mm -hmm. sins by God. And then instead of just saying, and that's real love and that's the love God gives us. And we have to give the others. I say you could argue the point that it was Jesus's idea. Right. What I meant by that was once he found out God's will, he's like, I'll go. It was an off the cuff, just kind of a, a visual or visual, or i was trying to bring some uh picture to it right and it died it It, may not have died to everybody in the room but guys like you guys like anthony and most importantly when i watched it back god Mm -hmm. showed me that it died i wasn't i'm sorry i wasn't doing anything intentionally right but let the word speak Mm -hmm. for itself well you're It, it your go wife on.
0: just commented on her, and okay. actually, it's kind of funny. She said, "When did Jesus ever give us an example to follow that, to follow that demoralizes or embarrasses someone before receiving his victory?" Oh, oh. boom! Oh. There you go. Stacey <laughs> Neely is in the house. That, that was Nan. Oh, <laughs> oh <and> sorry, Ben. <laughs> I thought you said my No, I was oh, looking oh, at him. Me. I was looking man at Pastor Jody. Is, is in the that house. house.
3: Yeah, exactly. You so this is this is yeah. the tough part about That's it. It's good. Yeah. He's So the point he's trying to get across, he's not incorrect. Um, actually, the pastor or speaker who does a great job of this is Kyle Eidelman yes. with the exact same message. The connotation he's trying to get across is when Christ gives us vision, he's asking us to give up everything, everything right. and follow him. Right. Uh, the The illustration that he uses is uh, pick up your cross and follow me. Right. If Christ was here today, which is today, scripture, yeah, you if know, Christ like, was here today, yeah. he wouldn't say that right. because we don't crucify people on crosses anymore. Actually, we, I talked about this at at every show I do, and then at Man Up Conference, so you guys have heard me say this before. He would say, "Come take lethal injection with me," mm-hmm. because that's how you that's know, how we that's view death. That's yeah, how exactly. we view death. Yeah, right. come to the gas chamber with me. Um, that's how he did it, and he used scripture, and it's super effective. The tough part about watching this video is one: you're seeing someone culturally, meaning in our culture, that's pretty insulting, right? To do, to, to uh, and we're doing right. it to get a point across. And and he's not incorrect. Yeah, it's messy. They are messy, right. man. I just moved. It's been four years since I moved from California to Missouri, and just messy. Mm. That's the only. I mean. Yeah, yeah, just messy. So he's not wrong, but it is tough to watch. It's yeah.
1: The, the, like I said, there's there's a million different illustrations that he could have used that had nothing to do with spit on somebody's face or swiping spit on somebody's face. That's my, that's my point. Like um, Jesus, you know, when when Jesus was teaching, when he, Jesus was preaching, he used parables a lot of times you know, to, to get his point across because he understood the culture. He understood what he was saying. It's just like uh, Fergoza was saying about, you know, Jesus coming and saying, oh, it's lethal injection, in an electric chair, or gas chamber, or whatever. We understand that context. We don't understand the carry of the cross. However, if you were to ever watch somebody carry a cross from, um, you know, Jerusalem to Golgotha, like, you would understand the, the pain and the misery and the heartache before they're having to do this themselves, and then they get killed. Um, that's, that's when Jesus was teaching this, like he never, uh, made somebody feel less than, and that's where I I struggle as a pastor, not for me as a pastor, but when I see other pastors, you know, do this and yeah, he's young and he's looking for the likes and the comments and the follows and all of that kind of stuff, but it's done in the wrong
3: light. Here's a question for you. Let's say flip the reverse, the role. Mm Mm-hmm. If he has the gentleman spit in his, his hand face, right. and put it on his eyes, I think we might view it differently. Maybe, you maybe. know, I, just in my head, I'm like, okay, I would probably view that differently. i mean, bro, that's a bold move. Right. Oh, good. Yeah, hats off for you. You know, we're in the TikTok culture. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you yeah, exactly. That'd TikTok be a great t- thing. That'd, that'd be a million yeah, views yeah, real quick. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, for all arguments' sake, it it was. We're right. here. We're sitting here talking about it. And, um, you know, the scope of his reach went viral via news, via us talking about it. So the the mission was accomplished, which was clicks. Right. Um, And I think if if our and maybe this is me, I always struggle, you know, speaking against or or speaking to where someone's heart was. I think if the roles were reversed and he would have had someone do that to him. Might
1: have been a different viewpoint. Yeah, I exactly. think. I think yep. my viewpoint would be. A Here's my bit vision, different. but here comes the the pain and the issues. And yeah, the sh- that's and right the faith, on me, so, rather right. than somebody else. And somebody else.
3: Um. And so, you know, maybe there's some more context of who that individual I, was. Maybe he's a deacon. I, maybe he's. Gone, I, don't I know. just
1: struggle with the whole shock and awe of yeah. sermon illustrations like that. Well, that I, just breaks my heart that we have to do that, guys. I got
2: to tell you, I struggle with all the shock and awe that. If people are reading their Bible, they even they they have to have any type of of that type of illustration done, because we. The best sermon ever I, preached is scripture. I, I, I am red. having t- a terrible time remembering verses tonight. Jesus said, "And after that ye suffer for a while." Right. Mm-hmm. What's that verse? Yeah.
0: Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> you didn't give me any warning.
3: <laughs> christians
2: all over the world surprised that we're str- that we go through struggles, oh, struggles. Yeah. that well, were
3: that's the only thing we're ever promised you yeah know, exactly you, I, that you, we will suffer yeah, yeah. you give yeah. uh you give your life to christ there's one thing that you are promised that's to suffer for christ and so we shouldn't be shocked when you know suffering starts knocking at our door exactly Rest now again
1: minute. i i'm i'm not trying to throw this dude under the bus i'm his 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 sermons some of them I've heard are really good. Some of them, you know, again, they somebody could do the same thing for mine. You know, it really yeah. depends on the day and how you feel. But I just think, you know, as, as, as pastors, as people who are preaching the gospel, we have to take it, to me, this is not serious. Like this is not, w- w- let's get into the scripture. Let's read the scripture. Let's let God move. Let's not try to invoke the Holy Spirit to move upon people. Uh, let's invite the Holy Spirit to move, but then use Scripture use um, use the uh, the understanding interpretation of Scripture to to do that. So,
0: but, and you are either referring to one Peter two twenty one or Second Timothy three twelve. I'm not sure which one, but <laughs> one Peter two twenty one says, "For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you." No, I am talking about Timothy. You are talking about Timothy, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So, amen. Here's a That's here's good. a
3: question for that. Um, is there? I haven't seen the whole sermon. Right. You know, we've only seen the excerpt, and I just saw it today. So again, it's tough. I I need a lot more context to right. to dig into it. But he's obviously in the video wiping it over his eyes. Now we do know that Jesus spat into mm-hmm. dirt, healed blindness like that. Does he use scripture later on in the sermon or before that in the sermon? To lead up to that, uh, you know, hey, right. uh, you, you got to see the vision, um, wiping yeah. away the blindness from your eyes so you can see God's vision. Like, how was that played into? Do we know any of that or no? I, no,
1: I don't know. I'm just saying, like, what from what I've seen
3: mm-hmm.
1: in context, again, it's not that it was a bad illustration. It's just a bad illustration. Guys. Yeah, yeah. That makes it, sense. Guys, like it
2: was not received. Right. It's, yeah. it's creating issues, whether chaos. he's right or wrong. It did not get received
1: the way that it's supposed to. Yeah, exactly.
3: exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. we agree on yeah. that. I'm yeah. just, yeah. that was a curious question. When you, when you
1: have news media and everybody else talking about, you know, Pastor Todd, you know, white spit on somebody. I think it's a, it's, it was not done right to yeah. begin I, with. I would,
2: yeah. I would encourage everybody to go listen to the sermon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. That'll help you. That'll help you see yeah. uh, a well, little bit better too. This for is sure.
3: something too. Um, and, and you experienced this yourself um, you ever heard the the story of uh, pastors say this joke i've heard it like multiple pastors say it, so i know it's not their individual joke but hey my wife put a bad i put an egg underneath our bed every time you know i had a bad sermon and so i found like seven eggs down there after, like she told me the story it's been i've been preaching for 20 years that's great there's also about Six grand down there. What's the six grand from? She said, every time I got a dozen, I sold them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, <laughs> pastors who don't have a big platform. Right. Um, they are free from bad sermons. You know, they're right. free from their bad sermons. They get put up under the bed on eggs and, and, yeah. Into yeah. and turned into cash. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a big following like that, man, I, I wonder who the executive team is and who's talking this stuff out and who's, you know, are we shopping it? Because you have a bad one. It is going to go viral.
1: Well, you know, you know, in, with him, he has done so many things that are on the cutting edge, if you will, maybe even close to the line of, you know, just not being – the right thing to do and it's always been successful and i think this is probably the first time that it just smacked him right in the face and you know i'll I'll be interested to see what he says and how he comes across later on but um it's sad and i i i I pray for him i I want him to do well i don't ever like to see a brother stumble or fall uh but i you know my question is is just why would pastors think that that we've got you know and and again, I'm probably answering my own question because I understand, like, with social media, it makes you feel like you've got to go a thousand miles further than anybody else, and again, you've got every armchair quarterback or um, Monday morning uh, church goer critiquing everything that you say, especially because it's on online, and um, they can go back and look at it. You know, you've got to feel like there's got to be a lot of pressure there. I I mean our following's not that great with our church, but I I still feel as far as uh online I still feel people do that, you know, they yeah. go through and they critique them and it's always easier to to go back and look and go, "Oh, crap, I screwed that one up. You know, I shouldn't have said that." And you know, I've done the, I've done some of the same things, but I've never spit on somebody's face. So <laughs> I just yeah, I <laughs> feel like that one was obvious. Yeah, that that one to me just blows me away that we have to Pervert the. It feels like it's perverting the gospel. Honestly, I mean that, that's really where I feel. So, all right, we beat that dead yeah, horse. God's word's enough. Yeah, exactly. We beat that dead horse. So, Michael Todd, we're praying for you. We pray you do the right thing and um, you know get uh, get back to the
0: the preaching of the word. So,
1: any comments over there from any anybody right. saying?
0: I do know, like, because before you mentioned this and before I did come here, he d- has, like, publicly apologized oh, yes. for that okay. and stuff. You're like, yeah, there was something I c- can't remember off the top of my good. head. But, you know, he did post something like, hey, that's not how I meant it, kind of, you know, yeah. and it was just an illustration kind of thing. So, you know, he did. I know he has
3: done that. So, basically, okay. we just beat him up. We just down. beat him up and then <laughs> find yeah. out that he apologized. Okay, yeah. good job, Michael Todd. Well, yeah. Hey, dude, we're doing top-notch work over yeah, here. Exactly. My yeah, exactly. Podcast that's good.
1: All right. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, a lot of times I'm already, what we are two weeks into, um, our, our biggest loser, um, challenge, you know, trying to lose some weight here. Yes. And, um, I've already screwed it up. I mean, I gained two pounds this week. <laughs> um, you know, Been like, in,
0: benign, I have gone down. Dude, yeah,
1: week. I know. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about myself here. I can't, I've already screwed it up. But, you know, I keep thinking of, you know, why am I not serious about it? You know, I I, I literally stopped by McDonald's twice, I think, this week, you know, on my way home from uh, from a job that I'm working on. And I killed it. Like, just... <laughs> I literally, I got a quarter pound of cheese, I got a large fry, I got a six-piece chicken nugget and a large Coke, both times. Like, I didn't eat That'll all day. do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so my point is, is so I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking back 10 years ago, honestly. Best shape I'd ever been in my life prior to getting out of the military. I went vegan. Uh, my discipline with God was, man, just spot on. I felt like I was a good husband. I felt like I was a great dad. Um, I felt like you know my my servitude at church was great. God was speaking to me, and one of the things that in my spiritual disciplines that I was doing uh, more than more than most people not just reading my Bible or praying or repenting, but was having a day of rest. Yeah. in the, in that whole that time from uh, 2012 to, I'll say right around 2015, 2016, uh, my family and I really, even prior to that started having, you know, a day of rest. And, um, I'm looking back on that. And even this morning, as I'm preparing for the podcast today, I realized that I took today off because it was Martin Luther King day. My kids were at home and it also snowed and I do construction on the side. And, uh, um, I didn't want to go to work too cold, too snowy. And so I took the day off and man, it was a great morning. And prior to us launching the church and, um, you know, getting, uh, this was seven years ago and then trying to take, uh, as I'm preaching, you know, I, I need a day just to decompress. And because, uh, I am bivocational currently, and I, so I do work, and I do preach, and I do have the man up. I do have a family. Uh, I stay busy quite a bit. And there, for the longest time, I was taking Monday off. You know, day after church, yeah. I take Monday off. I can prepare and just plan and pray for the week and kind of go. though. So my point is today was my first day of rest that I've had in quite some time. And I honestly, I think that's part of my problem you know, by not getting focused, by not getting disciplined, by not, you know, trying to eat healthy and, and do the things that we're doing. Like, the last person I want to lose to is you. Like, uh, you know, that that would just, just – uh, You like don't want to lose to me. You just yeah, don't want I, lose I'm to lose to me. I'm ben. not worried about Rusty. I could care less about Rusty because no, okay. he's, uh, he's already skinnier than I am. So I, <laughs> All right. But I don't want to lose to you. And so my goal – Are here, you not entertained? I am entertained. Yeah, that's the problem is I haven't been entertained. But this morning um, – I want to get back to a day of rest. So there's one
2: thing I've learned since I've known you, and that is to never underestimate how fast you can turn nothing into something. (laughs) So make no bones about it. You're not going to tire me out. I'm not going to be in this 90 days and decide, you know what, whatever, because I know the way you are and the, the, the luck that you have.
1: It's skill, buddy. <laughs> it's <not Yeah>. Skill.
2: <laughs> when Nan comes on here, we will talk about showing up in Haiti and we're going to leave it at that. And it always works out for you. So make no oh, bones man. about it. I know that about you. Right. And I, so I am on high alert.
1: That's awesome. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting geared up. Like I, I'm having to go through this process in my head yeah. and you know, I used to teach, um, even at our man up conferences to, to have a day of rest. Like for me, Sunday can't necessarily be my day of rest because I literally am, you know, preaching in the morning. Uh, we have, uh, young adults on Sunday nights, which we, for the holidays, we kind of close down getting ready to start next week. Uh, Sunday nights are busy. I usually take a nap after church, you know, that's my deal, but I'm really going to try to get back to Mondays being my day off, my time. I'll work six days a week and have my day of rest. Uh, in Genesis 2 uh, 2 through 3, it says, um, uh, It says this. By the seventh day, God completed his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all of his work, which God created and made. And, you know, one of the things I want to ask the audience is, you know, number one, do you take a day of rest? Um, Number two, how do you take a day of rest? And I'm going to explain what I typically do and and how I used to do it. And, And why do you think... The example that God gave, why did God give us the example of him resting? Do you really think he needed to I, rest? I'm going to
0: speak up on this. What's interesting Go is ahead. a lot of people forget it's actually one of the Ten Commandments. It's number yeah, four. Exactly. Like, you know, yes. when it, you start looking at this and it's, you know, it's the fourth commandment. It right. says, you know, keep remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, mm-hmm. you know. And I think sometimes people just miss that when they're, you know, thinking about it. It's so, funny
1: that you say that because, you know, the first uh, the first three – um, oh yeah, I've, yeah you that, know you don't want to. You don't want to yeah, put yeah. idols. You don't want to take the Lord's name in vain. You don't want to, you know, all yeah, these. The kind graven images. is second, yeah, and then taking the Lord's name third, and yep. then you buy, you jump over that and you go, okay, I don't want to kill anybody. Yeah, I don't, don't want to commit adultery. Yep. I don't want to envy <laughs> or steal or all those things, and then we bypass that day of rest. So, yep.
2: one of the biggest problems with, with I, I feel like with people doing the Sabbath is. They view it as law right? Because, because they don't view it in the right way. First of all, they don't know how what Jesus did on the cross changed it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to do it. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. It just means that it's not religion. In the book of Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. 11 or 12 times it says, do this so that it may go well with you right. and with your children. So that it may go well with you and with your children. So that it may go well with you and your children. mm -hmm. The reason why God does a lot of this is so that it may go well with us and with our children. children,
0: That's in Deuteronomy 5, 12, 15. It's where the deliverance from Egypt, but it's all throughout Deuteronomy. That's one of the places it it is. I counted it
2: up one time. It's It's 11 or 12 times when Moses is laying down the law. Right, right. that's good. And so the, it, all those things that it says to do, it says so that it may go well with us and with our children. Right. So do you want it to go well with you and with your children? Then I would think about doing what Jody's getting ready to talk about. Mm-hmm. If you don't care about that, then don't right. do it. Exactly. But it's not religious. Yeah. You're not getting anything by doing it except that it may go right. well with you and children. And we can't
1: turn it into like a religious. You have right. to. Exactly. Gabe, do you remember... You remember doing that no you don 't remember not doing anything on Sundays at all, going out and eat or anything okay well I, I remember you, little I remember
2: you telling me about it years ago and telling mm-hmm. me that. It was a great time.
1: It well, was. I, you know, and that's was that's, that's, that's the issue is that I know how I felt and I know what it did for me and the rest that it gave me. And, you know, even for my family, you know, just the the family is so flipping busy that we don't even take time, you know, just to enjoy each other and sit with each other. And that's a that that's a sad state of affairs that we're into right now. And, and I mean, literally, you could you could take it and just blow it up for your life and see how busy you really are and how awesome a day of rest is. There is nothing wrong with doing nothing. (laughs) Like, you know, and and really...
0: Some of our favorite times as a family is just like when we... Are able, like on a Saturday, just being able to, like, I'll I'll sit there and go, what do you want to do today? She goes, let's just all rest today. Like, you know, my wife will say that, and it's like, okay. And so sometimes it's a matter of just sitting around the house, playing games. We try to, you know, not saying we always do the best job of it, but try to keep off of electronics as much as possible that day. Mm -hmm. You know, we may watch a movie, you know, together as a family, but other than that, it's trying to just actually interact and enjoy each other. And we've actually found board games are really good way to do that because you kind of just you're sitting at a table right. interacting with each other well, and you sir. can have discussions and you know there's there's lots of good things that come out of yeah. that.
2: Well, and let's be clear. God's not talking about not mowing your yard. Well,
0: no. I mean, right. uh we, we have to talk about what it is
2: right. because mm-hmm. there's a misconception about right, it. Exactly. He's not talking about don't mow your yard. He's not talking about don't put your podcast format together. Right. That's mm-hmm. not what he's talking right, about. Exactly. Don't
1: watch TV. Right. Right? Yeah, Early on in my Christianity, I I went to a a church that was very grace-filled, like, you know, let's don't deal with sin. Let's don't confront people. Let's don't do that. God's grace covers it all and, you know, all of that. And then I left that church and went to another church, which was all law-filled. And um, it was really God's way of showing me, um, you know, they practiced the Sabbath, but they also did a whole lot of other stuff. And it was really guilt-ridden. Uh, if you will, it made me feel feel guilty, even though I needed it at that time. I needed this discipline to show me how I could grow in Christ if I just put forth some effort and I started growing really well. But what I really, really learned was more than anything was the balance between. Grace and law, mm-hmm.
3: grace and discipline,
1: like instead of it being cheap grace, instead
3: of being uh pharisaical law. Yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head because it's especially for someone like me who, you know, I'm single. I don't mm-hmm. have a family. And uh back to what you were saying earlier, um, about finding scripture that will, you know, lead into to what you want it to believe. Right. What I would tell people is they're like, Hey, Vergosa, you're working seven days a week. Like you need to you need to take a rest. I right. said, You need to reread that scripture. God created the heaven, the sun, the earth, the moon, the animals, all creation. Mm-hmm. I haven't created that yet. <laughs> I gotta keep working. I gotta keep working. Right. Right. And it's a nice little joke. I stole right, that from exactly. Grant Cardone. Right. Right. But, um, you know, part of him, he's not wrong. Right. You know, we need to culture. We need to to fill um, our earth uh, with good things. We need to foster the gifts that we had. And man, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball. Like I grew up not having a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And um, you know I'm trying to build something, but there's an old uh, saying: you got to sharpen the saw. Right. You know, and I, I am stealing yeah, that one. Don't I don't know mm-hmm. who I'm stealing it from. Yeah. But you can you can cut down a tree, um, in less time with a very with a sharp very sharp show. saw. Yeah. And, and that, taking that rest is good for I you. I
1: think that's really the the issue with the church is that the church honestly is so busy i mean i look at the families even in our own church is and how busy they are and how do they really take time to to sit down and just you know rest like do they take time to study god's word do they take you know and i i know the majority of people that are in church right now don't read their bible so they're not necessarily going to stop and you know rest to do that but even just to you know, enjoy the day, not make any plans and and to do all that. And so when I figured out what that balance was, God just kind of gave me this idea, this thought that I still have to have a day of rest. It doesn't have to be legalism and I don't have to turn my lights off. So I don't make the electrical company work. And it's not all about that, but I'll I'll be honest, man, if you look at um, the United States and where we are today, when I was growing up in the eighties, seventies and eighties, um, there was a thing called the blue law and so everything on sunday was closed if you didn't have milk, the grocery stores were closed if you didn't have gas in the car
0: you weren't getting gas like
1: everything on sunday was closed i'm talking i about still remember those everything, days, everything yeah.
0: yeah you couldn't get anything on sundays
1: everything was closed it was i was th- a
0: kid that's when that happened in the 80s and so
1: you see the progression to where we are now. Nothing is even closed anymore unless it's a major
3: holiday. And, and that so was Midwest, too. So yeah. I'm a California kid in the 80s. That was not happening. Was it like, not? I don't remember any of that. Seriously? No, oh, yeah.
1: man. It was well, – the blue law was a, a federal law at one point in time. And then they abolished the blue law and now, you know, everything. But basically car places are open on, or closed on Sunday. Interesting. Or, excuse me, open on Sunday. And so – if you look at from the 80s to where we are today, just the business and the craziness and the, the antidepressants. Like if you look at the prescriptions from 90s, 2000s and 2010s and now to 2020s, the, the, the almost every year they've almost doubled or, or tripled uh, in prescriptions. And so we're getting busier. Um, we're getting louder. We're getting um, more stressed. More, more anxiety. Stress. Yeah, exactly. Because we're not ta- taking a day. Um, my whole thought this morning was, you know, when I'm, when I'm taking a moment for myself, when I'm taking a moment for my family, when I'm taking a moment with God and I'm talking just a day of rest, I'm not talking about just trying to study or anything, but just taking a day of rest, whether that's, you know, mowing the yard just for a minute, just because I feel better for it or, you know, going to get my car washed or something, but I'm not actually focused on an agenda of getting something done. And that's where I want to encourage you is that we all need a day of rest. We can't work seven days a week twenty four seven and expect to have a good quality
0: life well, and I think you hit it right nail on the head right there. you said not having an agenda for the day, you right. know like so if you if you you know plan out and say well i 'm going to mow the yard this day i 'm going to you know prepare a you know a sermon mm-hmm. illustration this day or you know or or a yeah. uh, message with this day that 's you actually having those tasks and things there right. it's it 's that you know not having an agenda that day, so that anything you can do that day. Come that would come up as actually right. something that you're available to do that you can do, you know, but it's still you giving that rest to that, right? To and I always time. think of the
1: story of Mary and Martha, you know, when um you know, I, I always get them mixed up. Was Martha li- sitting at his feet, or was no, Martha, Martha was busy? Martha was busy, Martha okay, was busy. and Mary was sitting at Jesus' his feet, feet. Yeah. like. W- We're Martha's like we want to, you know, Jesus is in our presence and here we are. We want to be so busy that we just miss him in our presence. And sometimes we hear that still small voice when we actually stop and listen. And so my whole thought process this morning in the quietness of my home in the, the, the moment knowing that I'm not going to work or have to study or anything like that, I had, you know, I had, you know, just God tell me like you need this. You yeah. miss you miss this day for quite some time now, um, and I don't like it. I rest every day after church. You know, every time that I, I preach on Sundays, I rest for the rest of the day. But it's not the same as taking yeah. a day off because I still I still have to prepare Saturday. I still have to give all I got. I'm exhausted yeah. when I get done on Sunday. Time,
3: what time you get to church on Sunday?
1: Uh, well, I get up at five thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, I prepare my sermon, uh, not prepare it, but I I get my bulletins done and my powerpoints done, and I go through one more rush, and then I at church by
3: eight o'clock. Yeah, and, uh, and what time service?
1: Services at ten, and we're over by eleven thirty, twelve yeah, o'clock. So usually, by the time I, I leave, by the time you leave, it's 12 it's about Twelve so twelve thirty. This so. has
3: always been difficult for me to explain to people because. You know, I'm playing music Sunday morning, and they're just like, "Well, yeah, but you're just playing sun- like you're just playing a couple songs, and then you're done." You're like, right. no, 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 you don't understand. Like, I'm at the church six thirty seven o'clock right. in the morning. I'm prepping all the gear. I'm making yep. sure the production stuff's ready. Um, I'm like, I'm up earlier on Sunday than I am for my day job. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So like, too. Sunday's not a day yep. of rest. Like, I have to get up earlier than I do for work. Right. To, to get church ready. And again, I'm not out of there until maybe 1 o'clock shutting everything down and whatnot. It's a full day. Yes, it is. That's why,
0: I, like, really, I mean, if you actually go back and look at the Hebrew and the Shabbat, you know, the Sabbath references, right. it's really technically Friday at sundown to Saturday right, at exactly. sundown. And that's even in today's culture, that's a good time to actually have a rest. Because you know, mm-hmm. after the sun sets on Saturday, okay, if you want to prepare for things that you need to do on Sunday, it gives you a chance to prepare. Right. But taking that time from Friday, you know, evening when the sun goes down to Saturday, you know, and that doesn't always work, but the The world is busy from Friday to Sunday. It's crazy. Sabbath day can be any day. And it can be any day. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just real quick,
2: because I I want, I want to stop you there because I obviously we have a relationship. Mm -hmm. You, you, part of your testimony is that you were, and I'm assuming because I didn't know you in 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to two thousand sixteen that your 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 bouts with depression on Mondays mm-hmm. and coming down happened after you stopped after taking I stopped Mondays off. Sabbath. Yeah. Today, when you, you told me yesterday that you were taking today off, mm-hmm. so that you were gonna get a full format done and sent to me, and within two hours of me being at work, I could tell, man, dude, he's getting stuff done. Like mm-hmm. I saw you put out the hit on the church thing about the owners class. Right, that's not something you always have time to do anymore. Right, you did this. You mm-hmm. ha- had done something else that you sent. You sent me mm-hmm. that. So my point is, I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you. Yeah, this is you. You've been looking for an answer. Totally. And and I think that's what you're right. saying. I'm here to confirm as your friend that knows a little bit about your backstory. Mm-hmm. Sounds to me like. Jody's going to start being off on Mondays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I think so too. Yeah. T- t- that, First of all, you're it, never going to get caught up and be able to stay up on all this stuff if you don't.
1: No, uh, no, no. That's what, that's, that's, that's kind of my point that today is that, you know, just because God convicted me doesn't mean that he's convicting everybody, but I would encourage you to really seek, um, a day of rest yeah. because it is, it is beneficial for the soul. It's beneficial for the body. It's beneficial for the mind. When you can get to a place to where you actually take a day and not do anything like I did stuff, but I didn't do anything that was really, uh, I did stuff that I needed to do. Uh, it's, it wouldn't be a typical day of rest for me, but I, I get, got caught up with some stuff. Um, I'm taking tomorrow off as well so I can do some school. I got schools going as well. So my point is, is that I, I would encourage you to take a day of rest because the world is so busy right now. listen, We haven't seen, I I don't think we've seen the problems from the pandemic yet. What I mean by that is, yeah, there are a lot of people who have died. There are a lot of people who have been sick. Um, There are some problems there. But I think the mental, the stress, the depression that's getting ready to hit our world, we haven't seen. And if we don't take a day of rest and we commune with God and we commune with each other to a point of just relaxation uh we're going short circuit
3: and that's a scary place to be this was super interesting so i was uh, listening to a podcast i couldn't even tell you which one it was um but they were talking about we have we're going to have a generation here uh in the next you know 15 20 years who are who grew up during or were one years old and two years old during 2020 right. 2022 you know maybe 2023 where all the adults around them are wearing masks, right. wearing masks inside, wearing masks outside. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of their mental development has to do with being able to read facial right. expressions. Right. You know, so we don't know the repercussions of how they will Could develop emotional
1: little kids yeah. Yeah, socially, exactly, yeah. their
3: social um, ability to maybe empathy. Um, we're not sure, um, there's, we won't know for another 20 years, you know, this, this pandemic will, will be plaguing us for a while. Yeah. It's, it's a
1: scary place. So that was my whole point of just bringing up a Sabbath rest. I know, um, most people don't even know what it is. I know most people don't apply it to their lives and I want to, I have to, I have to reboot a little bit and go back to where I, I know where my largest spiritual growth has been, um, I would say the last year has been really good, but the past um, I would say prior to two, that was two thousand eight to two thousand sixteen was like man yeah. that was just the pinnacle i I was disciplined everything was falling into place i was I was washing my wife with the wall of the word I was training my children like those were great th- times and I was taking a day of rest well and, I was going to say one of
0: the, you know, you look at some of the benefits of the days of rest. Most people don't realize, but reducing your stress and anxiety, Mm. you know, that's going to do that. It's going to improve your mood. You know, what's crazy is a day of rest will actually physically help you, too. It's chronic pain relief. It will actually improve your immune health system, and it will even support your sleeping habits and things because you're actually resting and taking that time now like you said it may not be you may be getting a few things done here but it's a relaxation of your mind uh, your muscles and just everything that goes into that you know you even your immune system and your immune health can actually start benefiting from having those days of rest and the more you stack them on week after week after week it just compounds upon itself Why 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 do we do this
1: Okay.
2: well, and, and then, no, This isn't this isn't aimed at Rusty. I'm talking about all of it. Why do we always have to talk about the beneficial points to doing something that God says to do? To do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. it's a, sometimes it's just, just about God obedience. He? Yeah. he said, yeah. God, God honors obedience more than sacrifice. Isn't that what the yeah,
0: Bible says? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Be, it's just do it. Right? <laughs> I agree. Al- so
3: always be ready to give testament yeah for what you believe right. so that's yeah. what we're doing over here yeah. that's exactly. right. no guys i'm not <laughs> that's i'm good. not saying you're wrong yeah.
2: i'm saying just as crit as human beings why do
1: we do yeah. that so my point is i'm gonna blow your doors once i get everything not gonna happen like, yeah. everything just settled and i'm, I'm good <laughs> and, man yeah, well as far as will be good goes, make so. no bones
2: about it i always understand the pastor dynamic mm-hmm so i'm up against it anytime i'm taking you on at anything because you're a pastor, like I have to really think about it because i i'm thinking about it. the other day I was like, well what you know he's my pastor, so like we talk about debate in scripture, but
0: <laughs> like it, can I ever win?" <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, like, I've been I love pregnant. one of the comments on here that says jesus even took naps yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly there you go yeah i love it and then totally. they woke him up yeah, yeah. because it wasn't going their way that's right,
2: right. let's swing yeah. up let's wake up the king of glory because of the storm yeah, and i always right. say this about that's a great segue yeah jesus told them before they got in the boat let's go to the other side
0: so he knew they were going to make it he
2: yeah. didn't say let's try to go to the other side he didn't say, "Let's give it our best right. effort." Yep. He said, "We're going to the other side." Yeah, <laughs> but we're just like that. I know. I you know,
1: know, like he told me fifteen years ago to take a day of rest, and yet I'm here. I am fifteen years later, not doing it. Yeah, so.
2: you said that started in about two thousand sixteen when you met me.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. It was you. I've been sent I- I'll here be to destroy you. Know you. what? You know what it was? It was, um, it was pastoring the church. Yeah, um, I felt that I was like. And because I'm bivocational um I'm working you know both in like my goal is to get full time that's what I'm hoping that we we end up doing. I don't have to do anything but ministry and then, you know the next thing I know I'm so busy and this is my justification of it that I needed that day i needed to I needed to prepare and plan and work on sermons and all that so. as we
2: take on more, mm-hmm. this just came to me. It is extremely important that we become routined and disciplined, yeah, exactly. and that we prepare. Yep. And when we don't do that, we find when less we time for the important exactly things right. because we're just trying to survive, exactly right? right? So That's good. what happened is you became pastor of a church. You're busier and busier and busier, mm-hmm. not to mention just one of your uh, things to work on is Relying on others for help. You're a hundred times better than you used Mm -hmm. to be, but you have got to, we have got, I'm not going to say you, we need to do inventory of our lives and figure out what we need to get out of our lives or to delegate to somebody else to help us with so we can stay focused on the things that God's called you to do. Pastor the church, lead the man up ministry. Mm Mm-hmm and a lot of that other stuff can go to someone else. Place, like one yeah. of the biggest things that as a church we've got to find a way is to get you out of the sound booth. I don't <laughs> hey I know you're I, hey, I know you're always going to be there because you 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 want a certain look. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is we've got to get to the point where you can only yeah. Deal with
1: serious issues if needed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not having sound, sound guy, that's, bro, that's a serious he issue. I was going to say, not having any <laughs> mic, that's a serious issue. So, no, he's, well, he's, so my point is, is, man, I'm on it. I know what God's telling me to do. Um, so I have screwed up my New Year's resolution and my battle with you guys for this fight of losing weight. Just, you know, wow. that was
0: Ben telling me that he I was supposed to start in the sound booth. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm and just exactly. kidding, just Ben. And, <laughs> and just so you guys know uh. that, that's
2: another MO of His if it, if we start talking about him too much, he will change the
0: subject. I know. <laughs> exactly. That's why I tried to jump it subject. back in for a minute yeah. just for the fun of it. He's changing the subject. So
1: yeah. um, <laughs> my goal, my goal uh, actually, I started off on this stupid New Year's resolution that we did. It was my, my idea, too um i i started off at two twenty four i lost two pounds i came in as we were starting the thing at two twenty two i got down to two twenty now i'm back up to two twenty two uh as of this morning and all because i i who knows how many calories there are in a Quarter pounder, six-piece chicken
0: nugget, large fry, and a large cone. So let me give you a I if, that you go twice. To, if you go to McDonald's, just get a cheeseburger because uh-huh. there's only 300 calories in those, and you're okay. Okay. Am That's the best that? thing that you can eat at McDonald's <laughs> is their cheeseburger. How about if I just quit eating McDonald's? Well, How's that works, that? too, yeah. but if you have to eat McDonald's, just a regular cheeseburger, no pickles. Yeah. So, <laughs> so how much have you lost? I've then?
2: lost uh, eight
1: pounds. Eight pounds.
2: So I've started at 245, and on week two weigh-in, I'm at, 237 the, the good thing about what's going on with me though for the first time in my life like i'm losing inches like i've lost 20 pounds That's but good. i've only lost eight pounds yeah you know what i'm saying but i lose everything below the waist first right and it and and then i lose from the back to the front man i wish i'd do that but it's it's uh I feel great. I That's feel good. like I've lost 20 pounds, so the scale is a little discouraging, but I read an article today that says if you're losing inches more than weight, mm-hmm. you're actually losing less muscle, right. and that is the way that you want to be. Is, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I think it's just God. Right. I think this. I think God has gotten me to the point now.
1: Dear Lord, I, please allow Ben to get hungry again. <laughs> you want to – I'm, I'm just kidding,
2: oh, man. man. I mean, Jody – you're gonna have to be like Sylvester's <laughs> son and put a bag over your head if I beat you. As the like, if I'm walking around uh, at one yeah. and you're two oh nine, yeah, exactly. You're not gonna yeah, feel good about I'm yourself. Not, I'm not.
1: I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting serious. I right. want you to do. Hey, I want serious. you to do hey, well and fall Monday.
2: short by a pound. I'm gonna start, huh? I want you to do well and just lose by a pound.
1: Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, That'd be it. great. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll
3: lose want. by a pound. I do feel. Rusty, a, I do okay. feel a responsibility as the one who's a kinesiology major. Uh, for the listeners, we don't believe that God is actually taking away. He's doing. He's working out. He's <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's oh, God. Oh no, 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 no! What, Coming what from I, the guy
1: no. who weighs a buck oh five, uh, you know, what soaking wet. No, what I yeah. meant by that
2: is I don't. I don't believe the other time that I lost weight that God was involved at all. That I, uh, as far as intentionally by just, me. Yeah. So what I feel like is this time. He's given me the strength, the grace, whatever right. you want to call gotta it. Take care of the temple, man. To to, to yeah. get serious about it, to make the right decisions, and and to to get healthy. I'm just busting your. Trash no, no, no! Away. I know, I, I know, but I yeah. but but that was a good point. That's a good yeah. Because yeah, God, right. God's God's mission is not up there before the foundations of the world. Thinking um, right, at the, at the at an appointed time. Yeah. Ben will lose the amount of appointed <laughs> yeah. weight that I would want to. There's that's not Ben one one. There's no scripture in the Bible, so he makes a good point. Yeah, that right?
0: is good. Rusty, how about you, buddy? Uh, I started at two okay. fifteen and I went to about two eleven, and now I lost another two this week. So I'm done to 209 and the crazy part about it is is that you know um i I haven't actually gone to the gym much this month because Mm -hmm. i was kind of taking a break from just doing some things and just focusing on some family stuff that you know we have going on but i've been still trying to get up and move around um so this is actually me kind of losing weight somewhat without actually even doing a whole lot of exercising which i actually do do quite a bit of exercising so i'm actually kind of looking forward to the end of the first part of february to actually get back into the gym i doing two by
1: tens all day long i can't believe i'm not losing weight ladies
2: and Gentlemen, did
0: you just see what Rusty did? Yeah, yeah he I did. wound up you. Yeah.
2: I didn't go to the gym all week, yeah. yeah, watch so. TV.
0: Maybe no, I, didn't, a, I didn't actually, but well, that's good. But I've actually ate, since, eaten a lot better. Since we you know? didn't
1: do uh, inches, And maybe he'll put on all muscle and his weight won't change. Uh, we'll that's lose, true. You know? And that is true. <laughs> yeah. That is
0: the one thing you hear, Sam, can probably testify to this, is, is that as you... Kind of
3: do that. You your muscle you weighs muscle. more yeah. than your fat. So you make a prediction. You know. Yeah. You what's want a, me to tell you what's going to happen? A prediction? What's going to This might be Ben's big moment. He's going to win. Ben's win. Yeah, okay. he's he's, gonna he's to wi- pretty determined. He's gonna win I've seen I've seen him say yeah. I'm losing
1: weight. Well, I've never seen him this serious. Here's so. here's the problem. I'm, uh, I'm I'm a little worried.
3: You're going to get. I'm I know you long enough to know you're going to get serious. But you're going to get serious. You're going to start lifting weight. Yep. And you're going to start putting on muscle. Nope. And you're going to stagnate. You're going to look great. My wife will tell
2: you that my motto is if I pick something up and it makes me grunt, put it down.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My wife Uh, would also
2: tell you that I do the Sabbath every single day at 4 p.m. when I get home from work yeah, so until 9.30. Yeah. My wife will tell you I'm a, a seven-day sabbather.
1: Sundown to sun right? up. That's, yeah. that's right. She, she will tell
2: you on Saturday and Sunday when the playoff games are on, he's a Sabbath-holding yeah. fool. Well, he might awesome. plateau then. I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. Tom man. Brady's playing? Sabbath. Yeah, there you
1: go. <laughs> well, man, that was awesome. Um, we're going to finish up here, and uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. And another great night, guys. I thank you for this and a great conversation. Uh, I pray that it uh, was a blessing and that uh, other people will listen and share our podcast. And we'll see you guys later. God bless. Later, guys. God bless.
0: God bless. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.